Yes, people, we are live. Weekly surgery is back once again, people. Open surgery. Albert JTV practice, some people call it. But before we get into it, let's smash the intro, people. people welcome back to weekly surgery for another installment of albert jtv practice as i like to say the southeast london red carpet but people as i always say the obligatories smash the like button obliterate the like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and anybody that's recently subscribed i have no words i appreciate it because like i say to people people's time is more than anything because you need people to watch your content but um i've got my star studied panel listen man the 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 creme de la creme man of the of the top half of the Premier League. I've got, I've got all the, I've almost got all the bro- almost almost got all the brothers in, but unfortunately Kesh might run in a bit late or he might not be able to make the stream. But hopefully he can because I hardly get to see the guy. So um, I think he had too much fun at the carnival. If he went, I'm gonna have to speak to him. He <laughs> <laughs> looked good for the for the for video footage I see anyway. But as I say, yeah, people, weekly surgery. That's is it episode 14? I think it is. If it is 13, 14, I've, I've completely forgot. But um, without further ado, let me introduce, as I say, one of the original co-founders of Weekly Surgery, <laughs> Mr. RJ Wills. Ryan, welcome back, brother. How you been? I've been good. Thank you for having me back on. Hello, guys. As always, hello to the Arsenal community. Can't wait to get cracking on this one. Yeah, no, I won't keep you guys long because, you know, as I said to you guys before, um, before the live stream, I don't like to do a stream when football's on because one, I like to watch it, and obviously other people are gonna want to watch it as well. But we won't be too long, but people can watch it back on the catch up, so it's all good. Gonna come to my brother from another mother from Dan Under Scott with his fantastic channel with the, the other two boys, um, RJ and Robbie. Man, but Scott, welcome back for weekly surgery. But how you been, brother? Doing well, mate. Always nice to join my English brothers for a all, all things Arsenal, everything. But no, doing well, mate. Doing well, and it's always great to be here with you. So thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate it, man. You, you know I appreciate you coming on because obviously time difference is mad for you. So I'm not ever going to, you know, alarm people what time you have to get up. But I appreciate the, the, the commitment, man. It's much appreciated. And to the next brother, one of the best Williams I know since Serena Williams and <laughs> Venus Williams. <laughs> 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 G tools, how you doing, bro? Welcome back, bro. No, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. And like I say, man, massive appreciation and thank you for obviously having me on again. Um, it's always a pleasure coming on Albert JTV. So yeah, man, I'm all good, man. Um, I think you can tell by my voice that I had a little bit too much fun at the weekend. Um, so yeah, I didn't make it to Carnival, but um I went out down these sides, Ramsgate Massive. <laughs> had, a little, <laughs> had a little night on the town with the missus, sister-in-law and her brother. So, yeah, had, a little, had, had one too many Captain Morgans. Um, so, yeah, yesterday and pretty much today was recovery mode. But apart from the voice, I, I'm well, I'm well. I, I wouldn't even have thought if you didn't even give me that little dialogue though, but it's, it's fine, man. That's right. You give it away, it's fine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, welcome back. But, yes, my other brother from another mother, 
London Stroke Swansea. First thing, people in the chat, people watching this back on the rerun, round of applause for my brother from another mother hitting 2K. It's absolutely more than fully deserved. Um, brilliant content. And we continue to mash it up, bro. So welcome back to Albert JT. How you been, brother? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, I do apologise in advance if there's an echo. My missus is currently putting me through the paces of redecorating the place at the moment oh, no for way. what feels like the 900th time since I've been alive. So, um... <laughs> but apart from that, mate, I'm good. I'm good. And thank you for having me on as well. <laughs> yeah, bruv, listen, that man, that man has to big up the 2K, you know. Listen, man, do not, not, do not downplay this down here, mate. Well done, brother. It's, it's, it's appreciated. It's, 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 you did fantastic stuff, man. Keep going, man. And um, keep finger on the pulse, mate, 100%. But yeah, let's kick into it. So, because I've got obviously quite a few of you on, I'm not going to load you with loads and loads of stuff, but I'm going to kick off with, um, obviously we have two days off of the window. <laughs> Let me get that right. Two days off of the window. Definitely two days. A um, lot of movement's going to happen in between us talking now and tomorrow. And obviously on Thursday, going to be mad. Um going to start with... My bro RJ first. I'm going to come to Scott as well. So I'll ask you the same two questions. Um, additional signings. Um, RJ, are, what are your thoughts in terms of Arsenal getting any more through the door? If so, how many? And if we don't get any, what's your feelings going to be? Right. So additional signings. Personally, I feel we really need to get two in. I've said before, minimum three, but maximum two. Because after today's news, hearing about Onene, that's just definitely put us in hot water. And, you know, me, I've been crying out saying we need a centre midfielder. Yeah, it's dire now. And, um, ah, man, if we get one, I, I don't know how many they'll get any in. I don't know if they're going to get any in. I'm worried. I'll be so real with you guys. I'm actually worried about that, but um, we only got a couple of days left to get in, so we'll just have to wait and see. But before I, before I before before I move to Scott, just to ask you one more thing. Um, what for you? I mean, obviously, I probably know what your answer is going to be, even before the news of certain particular injuries or whatever. But mm. you, you hear a lot of talks about Arsenal. It's, it's it, you hear a lot about Arsenal in terms of the talks. It's going to be a winger. Like there's so many notes thrown around, but. If they was to make, if they were to make one, what for you is the number one hundred percent priority? Centre midfield, hundred percent. I, I personally, I've been saying this from the start of the window. We need to get in cover for Thomas Partey, and so far we've done anything but that. So for me, I know people have you know spoken about Bakayo Saka, and you know Ivory's been burnt out or he needs competition. There's, Many different conversations about that right right winger role, but for me, that centre midfield needs to be plugged in because we all remember what happened last January. Yeah. We all remember what happened at the end of the season. So for me, that is the most important signing. So winger, I will, I will be I will be slightly disappointed, more so because of the central midfield role. But that, that's my important thing. Yeah. No, well said, man. I'm gonna get all you guys' thoughts in terms of giving it the the transfer window, as as we speak, because we you never know what might happen in the next couple of days. Um, even now, as we speak, you never know things move fast. But I'm gonna get you guys' thoughts in terms of a scale of one to ten, where you, where you rate the window. 
Um, Scott, coming to you. I don't, I, I don't personally think it's an exaggeration. Um, and, and I've said this to all you guys in, in our chat and, and privately or whatever, separately. I don't want to see Arsenal go into this season with the same quartet in midfield. Whether it be the, the first 11 or in terms of the squad, I don't. Because I don't think it's going to do us any favours in terms of cementing top four. Knowing we are backing Europe. So... Scott, just some, I guess, kind of the same question to you, but um, yeah, also as well. Give me what, what, what do you, what would you rate the window out of ten so far for what we have brought in, and what you still might be a little bit unsatisfied with? Look, I'll probably go a six, and I don't know if that's me being generous. It's, I, I'm not wanting to be negative. I mean, look, there's plenty of positive vibes around the club at the moment. We're we're playing well. We're undefeated, top top of the league. Like it's all it's all very rosy right now. But I think we saw a glimpse in the Fulham match of the fact that when you take Thomas Party out of this team, and even Zinchenko coming out because he he played a really pivotal role because he keeps sliding into the middle. Um, we were a lot weaker. It, it's it's no no mistake that we struggled a little bit more against Fulham. We've needed another centre mid for a very long time now, but you and I have spoken about this personally heaps. We we were negligent in the January transfer window last season, and that cost us top four ultimately. I'll, I'll argue that with anyone. And I think we started this window really brightly, brought in some real quality. Um, all the players that have come in, I'm really happy with. But we've just let Pepe go. We don't have an abundance of wingers. We have let other players go on poor financial deals. I mean, look at Aubameyang. We paid him to go, and now they're going to make money off someone else when they sell him at cool $20 million. We, we wouldn't mind that. Um, but, look, I don't want to be too negative. We need a centre mid. We definitely need a centre mid because you can't count on Thomas Party for the full season, unfortunately. I would like to go and maybe target Leicester. Leicester are a little bit weak at the moment. They're seeming a little bit disengaged. Rogers, you can't be sure how much longer he'll be there. Go and bring in Didi. Go and get in Didi or Tielemans or both. Let's go and punish Leicester and bring their players over because we need quality. Those guys and a winger, beautiful, happy. No, good shots, man. I mean, I think that I think it's obvious to me that with those two areas of the pitch and I come to G talks um it, it's of to me it's 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 parrot and it's not obvious it's paramount we bring players in in those positions because you hear there's a lot of discussion about Bukayo Saka and burnout and too much emphasis on him and you know isn't he started he's to me he's gone under the radar the, the sort of opening games of the season you know not spectacular not efficient but not spectacular um and, and I think when I heard the links about Pedro Neto, I was like, you know, that, listen, I'd drive to the Midlands and bring him to Arsenal tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's that deal. Yeah. That's a very difficult deal to make, if I'm being honest. Um, but, so, yeah, where do you sit? And also as well, um, touching on the Fulham game. Like, obviously, Partey's a miss. We know that. Um, but what did you sort of generally make of that game, how Arsenal played? Sort of reflecting on it a few more mm-hmm. days afterwards. Yeah, I- it's a difficult one because I kind of, I kind of, um, you know, really take on board what Scott says and has to have to agree. You know, I think 
the way we started the window, it was it was really refreshing because you know we were out of the traps early and we got some really good business done really quickly. You know, the Gabriel Jesus still, albeit dragged on, and we got that done. And that, in on reflection, when you look at the the, the players in the striker market and and the fees that some strikers are going for. It's it's sensational deal, regardless of whether he's got one year left in his contract. To get a player of his quality at 45 million is an absolute bargain. Um, you know, I didn't know much about Vieira, but him coming into the side, I think I think he's gonna be an absolute baller. Um, but he was a signing that for me. I see him because people are saying, Oh, he can play on the right, he can play as an eight, you know. Yes, he can, but really and truly, he's an other guard type player, he, he's a number 10 at his best, you know, in terms of like watching him, you know, in a Portuguese league and highlights and speaking to, you know, some 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 friends I've got that watch Portuguese football week in, week out. So when I look at that signing, as much as I'm in favour of it, I kind of think like, could we have spent that money, you know, in a, in, a, in an area where mm. we definitely needed, like that number eight, like that parte cover, that number six, because... When we, if we're all going to be honest, going into this window, yes, we wanted us to strengthen the side. We wanted Gabriel Jesus. You know, we welcomed Zinchenko, as Scott said. You know, Marquinhos is young, but he, he looks an absolute unit. I think he's definitely going to be one to watch maybe in a couple of seasons. But at the end of last season, we would have all sat here. If anybody had said anything, you know, what, where is the real issues within this Arsenal team? We would have said, in, we would have said number eight, number six. Because when Partey was out of the team, we looked clueless. When Xhaka, for whatever your opinion of him is, and mine hasn't always been great, um, right now he's our second, he's our second best, you know, centre mid when Partey's not there. Um, and I, I saw a stat, and like I, I'm, I'm not paid to work for Arsenal, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the squad in and out like these guys working with them day in day out. But he's only been available fifty eight percent of the game since he's joined the club. And that was a big money, fifty million pound move. So at some point, surely between Mikel Arteta, Edu, you know, and and the whole Arsenal team, you've got to think to yourself: not only do we need a, a number eight, a left centre mid to add competition, um, and for me, not necessarily an upgrade, but an alternative to Xhaka, but we definitely need somebody to come in um, who can compete with with Partey. And we've seen in areas of the pitch where we do have competition. You know, we're a lot stronger. You've got your Katie and Sinchenko vying for left back. You know, I've seen a massive improvement um, in, in Eddie's sub appearances since Jesus joined the club. Yeah. So, sharper. Yeah. So I just yeah. feel like competition for places is, is definitely what we need. Forget all this rubbish about, you know, having too many players because City fans, Liverpool fans don't moan about that. We need two quality players vying for every single position. But I just feel the one area that we really needed to desperately, desperately um, strengthen was the midfield. And, and for whatever reason, the early signings gave me real optimism. I thought, yeah, we're going to get it done. And for whatever reason, we haven't. And I think, like Scott said, I think being top of the league, four games in, 12 points, it's all going very well. I think like most things as fans, we will tend to, on the surface, kind of overlook those things because things are going well. But... If at some point, and it will happen, you know, we're not going to go this season unbeaten, that's for sure. Um, at some point, we're going to lose games. We came very close to dropping points against Fulham. And all of a sudden, even me, I looked at that performance and I said to myself, yeah, we weren't at the races. We, we, we didn't play the way we'd been playing. And it's not good enough to have 
Thomas Partey out of the team and Sinchenko out of the team and then put in a performance like that. We know it's the Premier League. We know games are going to be tough. Like We're not going to just you know steamroll a Premier League side week in, week out. Um, you know, hardly any team in the Premier League does that. Even the likes of Liverpool and City yeah. often have to really grind out and work. Obviously, in the end, their class, you know, shines through, but some games are just not easy. So we're going to get that. At the same time, you could see that there was definitely a drop in performance. Um, and when you look at the team as well, it's still a very young side. So when you do take out some of the wiser heads, like the Thomas Partey's and the Zinchenko's that have been there, done that, you, you do definitely kind of almost shed light on a very soft underbelly in this squad still. Um, so, yeah, I am concerned. I think before Thursday, me, a couple of weeks ago, I said we needed three players. We need a winger, mm. we need a centre-mid, and we needed a left centre-back. Because me personally, I think as good as holding is, as an old-fashioned, you know, deep-block centre-back, the likes of Saliba... Um, you know, White and Gabriel, for me, are, are, are levels above him. So I would look to replace him this window. I don't think that's going to happen now. But, yeah, we we need to sign a centre-mid and a winger before Thursday. And if we don't, we're going to be in big trouble very quickly. We've got nine fixtures in October. Um, mm. And we've already lost Thomas Partey and El Nene. So we're looking at, you know, for the next however many games, having the likes of Lokonga. And people are even talking about Aziz coming into the side. So all of a sudden, our strength in depth is looking very, very fragile. Yeah. So for me, we've got to get two play, at least two players in. One's got to be a winger, one's got to be a centre-mid. Um, and I, I think that the winger is crucial because... Massive. I'm Massive. not going to criticise Saka, like, as in, you know, people are getting on to him on the timeline and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, his performances haven't been the best. Mm. Um, he hasn't looked as sharp as we'd like. And at the end of the day, he's still going to walk into the team on Wednesday night against Villa because who else are we going to play? If you're if you're going to be a team vying for top four or, or even dreaming of a, of a title challenge, you can't have a player in your squad at 20, 21 years old that's going to play poorly for three games and then just waltz right into the team unchallenged because that's the reality right now. So the, the Rafinha links were great. It fell through. He wanted Barcelona. The Neto links, fantastic. But at this precise moment, if the Neto deal isn't possible, there are other players out there we can target and we can bring in that can actually, you know, provide competition, challenge for that spot um, and give us some squad depth because, yeah, we're looking we're looking thin. So I'm worried about the transfer window. Only 50 hours left. And the Fulham win, it wasn't the best, but I'm not going to overreact. It wasn't the best performance, but at the end of the day, we found a way and that's going to be crucial this season. No, well said, G. Um, yeah, well said. Now, um, JC, before I come to you, bruv, um, if G makes a good point in regards to um, the Saka thing, and it's not, it's not, it's not personal. I just think Eddie's a good example in the sense that we brought in Jesus, and I think that sharpened the mind, man. He knows when he gets minutes, he needs to come on and do and deliver. I don't, I'm not sure that same emphasis that same emphasis will be with Saka. That's why I think it's imperative we bring somebody in. But JC, yeah, if the Neto links and the Tielemans links are a no-go, let's say, for example, it don't happen. Is there anybody you think um, out there plucking off the top of your head um, who Arsenal should be looking at or who could bring in, and whether that be domestically or outside of the Premier League? It's a good question. Um, there are links to other wingers. Um, that Arsenal have got at the moment, definitely. Uh, is it Midrick from Shakhtar Donetsk? 
we've been linked with at the moment, and uh, Jeremy Pino as well from La Liga. So they're, they're two they're two good wingers. Um, they're two young wingers. Um, are they going to push Saka? I don't know. Um, you know, we, we don't know what they're going to be like in in the Premier League. Uh, Neto, on the other hand, Premier League proven does it for Wolves most weeks. Um, and I think for the two other wingers that I've just mentioned there are going to need time to settle. And whilst, don't get me wrong, they'll be chomping at the bit to come in and, and, and replace Saka, you've got to ask yourself the question, you know, how much are they really, really going to push him? Um, outside of that, from a central midfield position, I can't really think of too many other players that we've been linked with. And the problem that Arsenal have now got is they've left it so late in the window and it's so public that we now need a central midfield player. The Tielemans deal makes so much sense because he has only a year left on his contract. Um, and whilst they might chuck an extra five million on top, it's not that bad. Whereas if we go in for someone who's got three or four years left on their deal, you know, you're probably talking 40, 50, even but 60 million pounds. You only have to look at the Man United deal with Anthony. Mm. The desperation they had in bringing that winger in. And Ajax have just pumped that price up and up and up and up and up. So... Arsenal need to be careful, but Arsenal also need to be be quick because maybe these injuries come in before the window closes is a bit of a blessing. And what I mean by that is last season, we didn't act in January and we had three injuries in Partey, Kirantini and Tommy Asu. We didn't have an opportunity to react. We had to get on with it with the squad that we had. Mm. This time, we've got two-ish days to get ourselves in gear and hopefully bring the right players in. Otherwise, we could have a repeat of last season, as G alluded to a minute ago. We've got eight fixtures. Eight fixtures in October. And back, back in Europe, man. With, with this squad, while Saka's underperforming, let's say he gets injured for six weeks instead. Then what do we do? It's, you know, a lot of questions that I don't want to hear answers to. I just want Arsenal to act now. I don't want to be put in a position where, you know, we're having a very, very different conversation in a month's time from now. Yeah, before I move quickly, I mean, you talk about injuries, even, um, listen, I'm not the I'm not the most massive fan of, um, for example, um, Rich Nelson, but he's injured again. I, just, I, I don't know where to look. I don't know where to start. I mean, the, I think, the, for me, the biggest concern with Thomas Partey, before we move on to the, the next thing, um, is before we could label the fact that, I think me and LJ touched on it, um, we did our Instagram live. Big up to the people who watched that, man. Thank you, man. Um, is when he joined us, he never had a preseason. So there was going to be reoccurring things that were going to happen in terms of slight knocks and strains that were going to set him back. He's not had that coming into this season. He hasn't played since April. He's had preseason. I'm just hoping, I don't know how, from what I hear, from what the rumblings, it's not, it's not too serious. But yeah, I think the like problem, I think, yeah. But I think the problem is because of the fact that he's missed so many games. I mean, last season when he was doing content and whatever, I think he missed up to 28, 30 games since he's been at Arsenal. I mean, Kieran is a whole lot percent availability since he's been at the club. It's yeah. mad. So I, I'm hoping this is a minor, minor thing, but it does concern me considering he's had a preseason, he's had game time, he started the season, and he's missing still. So, it's it's a t it's a tough one. It is, but people, man, no, big up to you guys for your your stuff on that. Like I said, originally this show is meant to be done, people, um, on the thirty first. But G kindly reminded me, we are playing Aston Villa, and on top of that, I'll be at the game. So to do a live stream, 
at the Emirates to do weekly surgery is not happening. So um, big up to the people for that. But people, like I said, smash the like button, follow my Steam guests on their Twitter handles, which is displayed in their boxes, and magically going across the bottom of the screen. And all their listeners, like I always say, you are not to be neglected. This will be put on my Spotify and Anchor. And you can hear everybody's dulcet tones, not just mine. See, I like, I like to share. It's good to share sometimes. But yeah, next subject, people. Yes, looking forward to get your guys' opinions on this. Me and RJ touched on it briefly, but you probably might have thought of a few more things to say because there's been more developments. But as you guys know, we are on social media. Um, we are Arsenal fans. Um, it's been spoken of many, many years going back to George Graham days. I'm lucky enough to be old enough to remember gorgeous Georgia Arsenal. My, my favourite, personally. Um, like Wenger, love him, whatever. But George is my man. Um, but many, many years ago, people see, can see the footage they haven't seen already, talking to the Arsenal players about the media being against them and you know being resolute. Many years ago, that conversation was had, people. Fast forward, depending on your age range. Um, trolling through the social media after the game yesterday. I don't even know how I came about it, but I saw it as um, <laughs> the coverage on BN Sports with um, AKA Andy Gray and um, Rishi Keys. Um, I've got to be honest, for me as an Arsenal fan, um, I guess I was kind of really made aware of it in terms of the kind of the media look and how they look at Arsenal and how we're viewed um, and how we're not kind of looked upon too, front, too, too fondly when we're successful, shall I say, to be polite. But I've I, I got to be honest, so we saw it last season um, with some of the ridiculous things I was hearing from ex-professional footballers, um, the media, sports journalists, whatever way you want to phrase it. You know, from the likes of over-celebrating at Aston Villa last season, uh, Ramsdale over-celebrating over the Fernandez penalty miss at the Emirates. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? What is actually really, really going on here? And then lo and behold, come Saturday evening, Richard Keys, people. Um, I'm going to come to Scott and I'm going to come to JC about this first. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm hoping you guys saw it, the, the, the coverage. Right, okay, cool. Now, just a minute, get that out there. Um, people might say it's not a surprise, but I don't think it's so much that it's, it's whether it's a surprise or it isn't. I just, when I heard it personally, and this is my honest, honest opinion, I thought it was unprofessional. I thought he went way off, off, off tilt talking about the way that we, the Arsenal fans treated Arsene Wenger and when Unai Emery was there. It just, to me, it just went off in a tangent. It just didn't even make any sense to me. Um, you know, Arteta waving his arms around like a windmill. He's irritating him. I just thought to myself, now, now you, to me, you're crossing the line. Because not only is it personal, you're being unprofessional as well, but Coming to Scott, man, to kick this off, man, because I know these guys have got things to say about this. Um, what's, what was your immediate thoughts when you heard Richard Keyes had to say about Arsenal? It's only Fulham, by the way, Scott. Mate, I, only Fulham. I don't care who it is. I say this all the time on our show. The Premier League, generally, let's not talk about Bournemouth, uh, but it's the hardest league to get points in in the world. So as I've been saying on our show, obviously I, I co-host it with a United and a Chelsea fan. So... I can say I don't think there's a media conspiracy against us because doing that show twice a week with these boys, I can tell you, United fans think it's the world against them. Chelsea fans think it's the world against them. And look, we, we do it as well. We like to think that everyone hates us. I think being a big club, this is how you know you're a big club. Yes. When Man City is sitting at the top of the ladder, there's never any hate. 
thrown that way because they don't have the fan base. They don't have the history. There's none of that. Um, but when it's Arsenal sitting up there at the moment or it's Chelsea or it's United, these are all big clubs. There's rivalry and, and history that goes so far back that, of course, people are going to hate us up there. For me, I say use the hate. Use the hate to bring the squad together, that siege mentality. No one likes us. We don't care. Let, let's keep going with it. Yeah. Um, but look, it was a stupid comment, to be completely honest. And funnily enough, when other teams have got points against Fulham, it's not been an issue. And when when our, our little brothers, our little neighbours down the road, Spurs get some points against Forest, it's not an issue. But again, we're a big club with a big history, big expectations, and that's why they hate us. That's why you don't see that for Man City or Spurs because they're not big clubs. They don't have the fan base. They're just jealous, man. But enjoy it while it lasts, boys, because if we slip, they'll hate us for that as well. We'll be a small club. If we're at the top, they hate us for that because we're over-celebrating. We're, we're never going to win, but let's just enjoy it and, and bring that squad together. Bring that squad together and say everyone hates us. Let's make them hate us even more. Now, Scott, well said, because I hear a lot of people say, JC coming to you, they go, um, I don't listen to him. I'm actually the complete opposite. You should, yeah. Use it. Like Scott said, use it to fuel you. Trust me. Um, yeah, JC, coming to you, what was your sort of um, thoughts about it? Before you, before you come in, so, Scott, you make a good point about the big club, because we talk as Arsenal fans, we talk about Arsenal don't operate like a big club. And a lot of the time we don't. And that's and that's been labelled at us for a number of years, and I and I think it's true personally. But Scott, you, you use that context in a very good way because why would you be so triggered My to talk club. about people over celebrating if he wasn't a big club? Like so, it, it, it actually what in a roundabout way, I get what you're saying, man, hundred percent. But yeah, uh, JC, come in, bro. Yeah, no, I, you know what, Scott, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there with, with what you said, um, especially with the, uh, the big club and the history, the mentality. And I think that's a big thing that has changed at Arsenal. And I think this is why, you know, since Arteta's had his own squad, um, if you want to call it that, going back to last season when the celebration police first came out, Ashley Young and God knows who else, um, it's the mentality. These boys, they want to work for each other. They want to celebrate with each other. They want to know that their hard work is paying off. And we haven't had that in previous seasons. Um, and as Scott said as well, you know, it doesn't matter what we're doing, we're always going to have some sort of stick to be beaten with. You know, when Arsenal weren't in and amongst it, it was because Arsenal were making the wrong signings and Mustafi was rubbish or whoever else was rubbish. You know, why are Arsenal in for these players now that we're doing well? There's something else to talk about. But the, the other problem we've got with, with the two in question that you mentioned, mm. um, Richard Keyes and, and the other bloke's name who's not relevant anymore, th their biggest problem is, is that they're trying to be relevant. Yeah. And they're still. not. They're not. It's something to talk about. It's something to get attention about. And De Jong was in the studio. Brilliant. He put them straight in their place. Because even he was sat there. You could see the, the facial expression. He was like, what are you on about? So, yeah, leave them, leave them crack on. If it gets them a few likes on Twitter and a few views on YouTube or whatever else, let, let them crack on. It's not going to stop the Arsenal boys from doing what they want to do. So leave, leave them crack on, in my opinion. Amen. Well said, brother. Well said. G and Arjun, come to you. Because obviously, sort of, JC's touching it with Nigel. Nigel, yo, I, I, even I had to tag tweet him and said, Nigel, brother, well said, man. Take these guys to task, bro. They were... 
So JC and RJ, JC, I'm going to bring up us because me and RJ spoke about this, right? And I'm sure you guys saw it. Um, when obviously Richard Keys must have doubled down a bit after the, his initial, um, um, how can I put it, initial words about Arsenal. Um, I'm going to bring, uh, there's a certain part of the tweet which to me, and I, and I say this, I said this to RJ, we spoke on the um, Instagram live thing. Arsenal fans, be smart. Be be smart. I don't care what age group you are. Be smart because you can see what he deliberately tries to do with this tweet. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, give me two moments. It's not so much the first part. Um, gee, I'm going to come to you before I come to RJ. Mm. It's the bit from after the latest win. And we'll be celebrating Arsenal going back back top after their stunning success versus Fulham. Now, to me, when I saw that, I thought he knew exactly what he was trying to do when he said that. He knew exactly what he was trying to do. So what I would say to Arsenal fans is, I'm not saying you shouldn't you should completely ignore what whether it be mainstream or, or, or broadcasters or presenters or ex-footballers, but definitely, definitely take that. You heard the saying, take mm -hmm. that with a pinch of salt. Because he knew what he was doing. He doubled down. He probably saw the um the the response from the Arsenal community um late Saturday. And obviously, this was before the highlight show with Nigel De Jong. So yeah, G, give me your thoughts, brother, about obviously what occurred with on Saturday and then the following Sunday with Nigel De Jong speaking facts. Yeah, like for me, you know what it is it? It's a weird one because it, it hasn't it hasn't actually riled me much, you know. If I'm going mm. to be completely honest, um, because and it's all to do with like you know what Scott has said. You know, Arsenal, we're a huge club. You know, no matter how much rivals and the media outlets and you know whoever it is want to deny it. Listen, we live rent-free in their heads. They, they talk more about Arsenal and tweet more about Arsenal and watch all or nothing, but yet want to try and argue that we're not a big club. The only all or nothing I've ever watched is Arsenal's all or nothing. I have no interest in any other sports franchise all or nothing. But I see Tottenham fans, United fans, Chelsea fans watch the episodes before me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's, it's 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 actually embarrassing. Like it's it's seriously embarrassing. So you know when when people when people like you know when rival fans are the first to you know what's happening when Arsenal don't do well or you know you get these statements from Richard Keys and Andy Graham or whatever his name is um, about you know Arsenal over celebrating. I'm like, well, what's the meaning of sport? What's the point? You know, I remember being a, a, a 12 year old kid playing tennis football in the top playground at school. Scoring an absolute screamer from like six yards out <laughs> and running the length of the playground. Do you know what I mean? Taking off my blazer. Like, that's what sport's about. It's about celebration. It's about joy. It's about winning. And that's on any level. So I, I don't understand how, you know, you can look at, like, even if I'm watching a rival play football, you know, in a game, or I'm watching any type of sport, and mm. it might be, you know, it might be, um, uh, you know, a, a particular sports personality or an athlete or whatever that I don't particularly like for whatever reason or I don't support, I don't have an affiliation with. But at no point has it ever crossed my mind in my whole 37 years of existence for me to think they're over-celebrating. Like, it's, it's just, it's never entered my mind. So when this whole debate came about and this whole thing was brought up, I, I, I couldn't quite understand it. And I just thought to myself, it's just and it's, and it, and G, and it started and it started last this, season. This is it. It's it's just something else, like Scott has said, like JC has said, it's just something to criticize, to start a narrative and agenda, just to say, oh, you know, we can't we can't talk about them dropping points at the moment. 
We can't talk about their league position. We can't really talk about the signings they've made. So what can we speak about, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just purely clickbait. And ultimately, it's what social media for the vast majority of the time is about because, you know, whether or not I agree with it, it's not really angered me. At the same time, I've commented on it, you know, I've shared yeah. it. So in a way, you know, it served its purpose in many ways. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm not going to let it get to me because at the end of the day, I think what I t- when I watched All or Nothing, I think Arteta did... Um, what you have to do in this situation. I remember he brought up um, the Ivan Tony. Yes. Yeah. And he used it. And and I think that's what you have to do in it. We yeah, live in a world of social media where everybody has an opinion, everybody's entitled to opinion. And regardless of what that is, as long as it's not, you know, offensive, you know, prejudice, etc., we've got to just accept it that that's the way they think. That's what they're going to, they're going to say. They have every right to say it, but you just got to use it as fuel to, you know, to just inspire you, to motivate you, to just to just do what it is you need to do. And I think ultimately what we need to do as a club now is we just need to shut them up and just go on to win the Premier League, go on to be, get back into the Champions League, you know, hopefully one day win that. Um, and even then they'll still say, oh, you know, we, we weren't playing, you know, more entertaining enough football or we won it by luck. You know, there, there will always be a narrative and there will always be people out there that will try and put a negative spin on things regardless of how well you're doing. It's it's just part and parcel of a lot of people in terms of human nature. So, yeah, I'm not bothered at all. Like, those geezers, uh, they can't phase me, man. And I don't think they should phase us as Arsenal fans because, you yeah, know... That, and you're right, G. And that's the thing. That's why I brought up that tweet particularly. I saw yeah. that. When, I was, when, he do, when, he went, when he sent it, I thought... Yeah. I looked at the last part, I thought, you know, he's exactly what you're doing. Some Arsenal fans will buy it because that's just naturally their, their personality yeah. and their persona. But he's been, he's been for me, he's been completely patronising. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. RJ, let me bring you in. We've obviously touched on it. Sorry, G. RJ, we were touching it before anyway. But um, anything more you want to add? But I think for me, RJ, when I saw it, it, it G's kind of right because it, 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 it seemed to really bother him. I've not seen it with another media outlet or, or an individual. The way he sort of went on about it, and then he doubled down with the tweet. He then doubled down. He doubled down again when he spoke about it on the show. And Nigel De Jong, like I said, I, I, the brother put him right, bro. Man's got no affiliation with Arsenal, but what he said was on point. And must before I come to you, RJ, big up Darren Lewis, man. Big up Darren Lewis. Um, watched that match day Sunday. Um, I watched it at the time. I thought, let me. No, I thought, he, and I liked the way he sort of brought it up, and he said he deliberately brought it up. And the, some of the points he made and the way he articulated it, and I, I'm assuming Darren Lewis hasn't got an affiliation with Arsenal. Um, a lot of journalists don't have an affiliation with a club, but they just obviously like football as you know, their job and they reported it. But I thought he was fantastic. And like I said, I clipped it. I, I knew it would get a little bit of traction. I knew it get that much, but rip it out. But um, yeah, big up Darren Lewis for that. It was, it's fantastic what he said, to be honest with you. Um, but RJ, come in. Anything else you want to add to it, bro? Well, you know, I think, I think you said it right, you know. Most of these guys are just looking for attention. But there is one thing. I did actually listen to it again because, yeah. like you, when you read the tweet and you saw from when it said, you have to really look at the wording. Arsenal, yeah, 100%. Was it, like, I just thought to myself, this is so, like, not vindictive. That's not the right word. This is just so condescending. Like, Yeah, you know, very. And we're yeah, celebrating very. Arsenal going back after their stunning success. Listen, we all know how difficult Fulham were that day, you know? Yeah, give them credit. Give them credit. 100%. You have to give them credit. And this is what I was saying. 
look at the look at the flip of the coin. How are Fulham fans gonna feel? Because they felt like they should have won that game. Let's mm. be real, guys. They, you know, we had our chances. We didn't take them until after mm. the unfortunate mistake from Gabriel led to Mitrovic's goal. So, not only you know Arsenal fans are getting triggered, Fulham fans should be triggered, but they're not. So my thing is with Richard Keys, it's like, what is it about Arsenal that's irritating? And another yeah, thing so that much. really, yeah. Yeah. really made me laugh. If you actually go back and listen to it. When he was talking about Arsene Wenger and that, and I'm thinking, did you forget the painful years in yeah. the Emirates under Arsene Wenger? We were put through the mud. The amount of embarrassing losses we had, some decisions Arsene Wenger's made when it's come to transfers, lack of transfers, tactical decisions, and, and everything else. So 100%. now we're at a point where we're actually happy. And, you know, there's a belief. The Emirates actually feels like you want to be there. I remember when, what was it, Arsenal versus Frankfurt in the Europa League. And yeah. we absolutely got battered, let's be real. And half of the Emirates just started emptying out. I think that was Emery's last game, or one of yeah, them. Yeah, I believe so, yeah, yeah. One of them. I think he still was in charge of when we played City. Um, how important that game was, because we all know what that led to. But the, fact, the funny thing is, the Emirates didn't feel like a place... You wanted to go. That's what you mm. want to go and watch Arsenal support your team. You just feel a bit half-hearted. Right now, we're in a part where it's still good. You're actually happy about Arsenal. Yes, we're top of the league. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us know it's not going to be like that forever. You know, we're praying, hopefully one day, but I mean, it's going to yeah. end to the season where we're going to leave. But let's be real. We know. We know. But I just don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah, Especially yeah. him, because again, it just sounds so vile. I'm thinking, are you a Spurs fan in disguise or something? Or just let <laughs> me know, like, what's your real beef with Arsenal? Like, you're bringing up Unai Emery, like you said, Albert. Em- Emery, Wenger, like, bro, business, business is business, man. That man had to go. And RJ, you said reason. something. You said RJ, you said something key. You said about the feel good factor, and I think Darren Lewis mentioned that when he did the segment about Arsenal. Um, he said that whether you like Arteta or not, right? Forget all or nothing, or you can even include all or nothing. Undeniably, the reason why there's a feel-good factor at the Emirates, maybe within the club, and transmit to us as fans and the connection with the players, is because of Mikel Arteta. Irrespective of whatever other YouTuber wants to say. Mm-hmm. That's 100% true. It didn't happen by accident. No. There you go. Exactly. So... No, it's it's like I said. It's a, the talking point I want to bring up. You, I want to get you guys' opinion. That's why I brought you on there, man. Listen, let them let them be salty, man. Like people say, man. A big up to the. I saw the account on Twitter. You guys might see. It. Um, what's it called again? Probably League celebration police, isn't it? <laughs> and the guy called you Commissioner Keys. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a guy, female, whoever has done the account. It's, it is it is quite funny actually. I must admit. Um, but no, well up. But um, guys, one more thing to talk about, really. Well, two more things, but one um, score prediction for tomorrow. And yes, points return for our next five games, people. 15 points up for grabs. Um, I'm going to come to... I'm going to come to G first, actually. And I'll come to JC again. I even, I've not even had time to think about this, to be honest. Um, so I'm going to get the fixtures up on screen. 
Okay, um, I, was, I was just looking to get them on my phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> gee, yeah, d- gee, there yeah. you have it. So Villa cool. tomorrow at home. I will be there at the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've already gone for. I've gone for Arsenal to win two 0 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking at 15 points up for grabs, my friend. Um, starting with Villa tomorrow night, we've got Manchester United on Sunday, followed by Everton the following Sunday, Brentford on the 18th away, and of course, the one game I'm still trying to get a ticket for. I'm, I'm gonna be trying endlessly to get the game for uh, the ticket for Tottenham at home. Um, massive, massive games of football. Um, and I'll say what game, what one game out of that actually, more than the obvious ones of being North London Derby, Brentford <clears> away is <throat> tricky. Um, it's gonna be very tricky, but yeah. gee, what's your immediate thoughts, friend? Have a possible. Um, I think if you'd asked me this question 12 months ago, I think it would have been very different. Yeah. Um, but I'm you know, I can only go by way the way we're playing, you know, pre-season, the way we've started, um, the performances, the goals we're scoring, etc. For me, um, you know, we beat Villa at home tomorrow night. Um, Manchester United, regardless of how they're playing. Um, will always be a tough game, um, particularly at Old Trafford. So I could potentially see that being a draw. Okay. I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I'm not going into that game confident that we'll definitely get the win because we all saw what happened to Liverpool. Um, United yeah. still, you know, United can still put in a big performance against a big side. Whether they can do that consistently against the smaller teams is another thing, but against a big team with the rivalry that we have, I think they're going to be up for it. And they've got players that can hurt us. There's, there's, there's no denying yeah. that. So um, I'm hoping, obviously, I'm looking at Villa home. I'm thinking, yeah, we'll win that. Um, Manchester United away, I'm hoping to come away with at least a draw. Um, mm-hmm. The other three games, it was Brentford, was it? Brentford. Everton, Spurs. Brentford and Spurs, yeah. Everton, we've got to beat all day. Yeah, uh, for me, there's just no excuse. Absolutely. Everton look absolutely dreadful. Awful. Yeah. They look terrible. Um so that's three points there. Brentford away, I just don't want us to lose it. It's going to be yeah. a tough game, but it's a game I wouldn't want to lose. And at home against Spurs, Spurs we've, got, yes. we've, 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 we've got to be going for a win. So I think out of all those games, the one that I could see us potentially dropping all three points could be Brentford away. Wow. Um, that, that's, that's the one that gives me... That would gives that, would me that be a defeat or a draw for you? Potential defeat. Okay. Um I think I think it's going to be. I think playing. I think Brentford are a tough side, um, and they, I think they particularly like playing against us. I think Ivan Tony is a new Wilfred Zaha when it comes to Arsenal. I think he really gets up for games when when he plays against us. So I think if we're going with Villa three points, Man United a point. That's four. Everton three. That's seven. Um, potential loss to Brentford. I do think that's going to be a sticky game. So I'm, I, I want personally a minimum of what. 10 points. I think yeah, 10 points fair. over the next five games I'd be happy with because I think as Arsenal fans, I think as much as we've we've started the season well, we've got to be realistic. Like the Premier League is hard and we're not going to always win. Yeah. And, you know, this, this is this is not a reincarnation of the Invincibles. Like we need to like not get too carried away with ourselves. Like we're going to lose yeah. games. And we're going to lose games sometimes against teams that are in the lower half of the table or who are below us. And, it's, it isn't the end of the world because for me, it's more about the performance and it's also more about the consistency. You know, if we if we do what we did last season where we lose one and then we end up losing three or four on the bounce, that's when it becomes a big problem. But th- there are going to be moments, there are going to be games where it doesn't go our way. So for me, 
I want I want all 15, and obviously we need to be targeting all 15, but I'd, ha- I'd be happy with a 10-point return. Yeah, you know what, G? That's not a bad shout. It's Because it's I think it's very easy to get swept along with the crest of a wave yeah. and for, yeah. it, it win every game. You know, yeah. look at all blocks of fives against. We'll get we'll get fifteen points. For, no, it's not gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? The league's difficult. It is, um, but no, good shot. I think ten. Yeah, I think ten points is a pretty decent shot. JC, coming to you, bro. What's your gut telling you? What's your gut and head telling you, bro? <laughs> okay, so um, three points tomorrow night against Villa, no problem. Very yeah. confident on that. They've lost three of their four games in the Premier League this season. Uh, Everton at home as well after Man United, which I'll come on to in a moment. I think that'll be another three points because they've mm. just been just so awful, like so, so awful. So for me, those two games are definite wins. Um, and then we've got two away fixtures and then the North London derby. It's a bit of an odd one for me as well, because at the back end of last season, Arsenal have been criticised heavily for the way we perform against the so-called top six. And we've beaten mm. Chelsea and Man United, for example. And, you know, if we want to go on a good run this season and really challenge for top four, we're going to need to continue to beat teams like Spurs and Manchester United. And we seem to play better against them because they're more attacking, there's more space in behind. So I'm going to go for a win against Chelsea, um, not Chelsea, Spurs and Man United and then a draw at Brentford. Oh, wow. Confident. Wow. Yeah. Oh, JC. So it's that three, six, nine. Is that 12? Yeah, 13, is it? 13? Yeah. Yeah. Shout. Go on, JC. Go on, bro. So, Scott, gonna come to you, bro. What's your thoughts and feelings, my friend? I need some of those vibes from JC. <laughs> come down here, man. You're, you're making me feel more confident, JC, which is a good thing. We're small um, places from the last time we've done it. <laughs> 100%. Last time we did this, I called 15, our you first did? 15 points, 15 yeah. from 15. Course, um, not feeling quite the same way this time. I'm really concerned about. Uh, Thomas Party being out, and yeah. I, I'm making my predictions as the squad stands now. Um, I think we beat Brentford, I think we beat Everton, I think we beat Villa, but I'm going with two draws in the big games. I just think United now have just started to build that little bit of positive momentum. Um, and Spurs, God, you never know, you never know. Conte's teams are very good at killing games and making it hard for teams to express are, themselves. Yeah, in mm. yeah I, just, I just worry that they'll they'll make it really hard for us to attack. We might get a little bit impatient, try and push an opportunity and then get stung on the break. We know Harry Kane always hits at least a goal against us, usually a penalty. But no, I'm calling a draw against United, draw against uh, Spurs, but that's 11 points all up. Scott, we're very good. Confident, confident. RJ, hit me with it, man. What are you saying, bro? Oh, man. That's what I'm going to say. God. I do see a loss in this. Yeah. I do. But I don't, as much as I feel what G's saying with Brentford, I feel, I don't know. All right, cool. Let me just get this. Let me just roll this. So for wins, I think Villa and Everton for sure. Yeah. Brentford, I think that'll be a draw. Yeah. Now this is where the this is the thing. I gotta be real, man. Manchester. I don't. I'll be honest. I'm not that confident going to Old Trafford. No, I record. I record as a 
exactly. And to be honest, with the way things are kind of just going uphill with Man United, and you know, like he says, man, like that Liverpool performance was 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 actually fantastic from them. And I'm just thinking, well, if part is out, I mean, what are we gonna do? Hopefully, we'll fill in that gap at that point. But is it? I don't know. Is it gonna be enough time? So I'll, I'll be real. I think we're gonna lose at Old Trafford. And I think okay. we'll draw is Spurs. That's my okay. personal opinion, man. We've got that. So that's, uh, that's, is, that's it, but... is that eight? That's eight points, isn't it? The two wins, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. No, listen, it's opinions, man. Opinions, listen. You don't want to get, like I said, it's, it's easy to get swept away with the crest of the wave. But I mean, looking at myself, because I've just quickly done this now, because I don't even think when I even asked the question, put the question to you guys. Um, RJ, make a good point because our record at Old Trafford is not great. It's not great at all, actually, um, in the league. It's awful. Um, our home record against Spurs is, is, is brilliant in the Premier League. It's excellent. Um, so I've actually, I've actually gone for Arsenal not to lose any of the games, actually, funny enough. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll beat Villa. Tomorrow. Come on, bro. We'll beat Villa. Um, we'll draw at United. I don't, I don't see us winning there, if I'm being honest. Um, we'll beat Everton. We'll draw against Brentford, and we'll beat Spurs. Now you know with the Spurs. Listen, with the Spurs game, my head's all over the place. I'm just thinking about getting a ticket. I'm forgetting who's playing. I don't know if got ten, and I've got a ticket for the game. But no, no it's um, yeah, I've gone for it. I've gone for. I've gone for eleven. So G's gone for ten. Um, JC's gone for thirteen. Uh, G has got. Uh, has G got ten? Is it? Yeah, um, three, three wins and a draw and a loss. And Scott, I think, was he, Scott was 11, was it? I think Scott was yeah, 11. Scott was 11, yeah. And RJ was eight. So, yeah, listen, there's a mixture there. There's a mixture there. Tri- I think they're all fair go, to be honest. Um, we'll see what Arsenal, what Arsenal teams turn up for the... for the. I, I think, for me, the one of the biggest things I always look at Arsenal, for me, is... Um, and I said it last season, actually, when I did the uncensored for when we lost Liverpool home in the league. And I think for me, it's important Arsenal make a statement when we play these teams away from home now against the big boys. It's been there's been too many beatings in our record away from home against the likes. But it's awful, you know. I I I live for the day we go to Anfield and win. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. But mm. this, the Liverpool's away, the City's away, the Tottenham's away. We need to start front United. So we start, need to start going there and getting some Ws. Yes, I understand you're not given a God-given right to go in there and turn up and beat teams, but Give the away fans something to cheer about, man. They give us as Arsenal fans something to cheer about because, yeah, I've, that's what I'll be looking at for this season, especially as well, again, man. But yeah, listen, there's some optimistic and, and realistic um, in terms of points total we're going to get. Um, and there we have it, people. Yes. And people, um, weekly surgery is now closed temporarily. To be temp- it's going to have a refurbishment. We'll be back, people. But I want to big up to the people in the chat firstly because, like I said, your time is everything. Cannon chat is in there, man. Come on, man. 15 points. Wow. Listen, I wouldn't complain, man. I wouldn't complain. Love for you guys. Right? Big up to people in the chat, like I said, because obviously the Premier League football's on at the same time as well. And I want to thank my amazing brothers for another episode of Weekly Surgery. So, G, my bro, Ramsgate Rude Boys, I call him, man. Um, <laughs> G, give yourself a plug, man. We're telling people where they can find you and... Um, Keep up the interaction on Twitter, especially you're, you're smashing the numbers, man. 100%. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, no, thank you. Obviously, thank you, thank you for having me on, man. Like I say, it's always a pleasure coming on your show, man, bro. Do you know what I mean? 
one of the OGs. So yeah, um, G Talks Arsenal. Obviously, you can get me on Twitter. That's where I do most of my interaction. Part of obviously Canon Chatter TV. You can see that in the yeah, comments. Can. Um, so you can follow me, Stevie, Lottie, Bobby, Lee, all the guys on there. And um, we do have some. Um, we do have. Not really sure what we're doing, but on Thursday we've got a show. Um, obviously looking back um, to the Villa game, looking ahead to United and obviously covering deadline day. Um, probably yes. be on for hours and hours and hours. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, no. Um, yeah. If you don't know me, check me out on Twitter. Check us, Canon Chat Out TV on YouTube. But yeah, absolute pleasure as always. So thank you, Albert. Yeah, no, great to get you here. Thank you, man. JC, man. My bro, man. Give yourself a plug, man. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, having me on yet again. Uh, can't wait to make the next appearance. Um, and as it says in the title, basically anything to do with Arsenal, I try my best to analyse it. Uh, sometimes not always right, but I try my very best. So if that's a little bit of you, come and have a look at my channel. I'll be very, very, very grateful. But make sure you subscribe to Albert's channel first if you haven't done so already. Thank you, brother. Much appreciated, man. Much love. RJ. Come on, man. We need to see you back, man. Come on, man. What's happening? Talk to us. Tell the people where they can find you. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Albert. Big up to the guys. Great, great chatting to you guys as all, as well as the chat. And if you want to want to check me out, I will be making a return very soon. I promise. I will. I will. Ryan Williams AFC. That's my YouTube channel. And if you want to hit me up personally, check out my Twitter where, you know, I just keep it real. Like it or not, but thanks again. <laughs> well said, man. Listen, we need to get some more games this season, man. We'll have to look at the um, the um, cup game against oh god, Brighton, Brighton, hopefully, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll look out for that. And my brother from another one from Dan under Scott, listen, when you come to England, bro, we'll take you to, to some Caribbean restaurants, everyone's gonna get you spiced up, everything, man. <laughs> it's in the plans, boys. It's in the plans, don't worry. No. There's so, something could be cooking, but I, I don't yes. want to say anything just yet. No, um, keep it. I, I'll keep it hush. I, I've got to get past the boss, the gaffer, who is the wife. Uh, she has to give everything the rubber tick of approval. So, uh, But look, for me, I co-host a, a show twice a week with a Chelsea and a United fan, good lifelong friends of mine. Yeah. Um, the best way to find it is to just check my Twitter out. I'm always retweeting the stuff. Um, but last night, boys... I, we've got a big United following in the chat um, on our channel. All I said to him, I said, it's been a little bit quiet on the Glazers out front. And he blew, man. He blew. <laughs> Hit the roof. They were going. So if you get, if you find five minutes today, just watch even the first 15 minutes. Because, mate, as soon as I said it, I was fishing and I got a great white shark, man, straight away. I can imagine. That, that, that glazes out energy just went went a bit quiet. So I was rat rattling the chat, but always good fun. So yeah, check us out. No, much love, Scott. Scott, we will definitely we definitely need to do something with you, RJ. That's that's a definite. That has to happen. It's been overdue. So uh, we'll do something in the pilot, hundred percent. But Scott, when you come over, man, listen, I'll be taking time off, week off, quick jobs, everything to make sure I see you. But don't worry, about it. You're, you're you're gonna be welcome, man. Trust me. Well, maybe you can get me a ticket to that Spurs match, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if I could track, listen, I could use my contacts, man. <laughs> and listen, I need to get one first, man. Uh, anyway, you guys, much love, people. Um, listening on an audio and also as well watching this on YouTube and Facebook Live. Go and subscribe to my Arsenal community, my brothers, man. Fantastic content, great opinions as always. And of course, your host, Albert JTV, people. 
Um, I was in my first live match reaction at the Emirates on the channel, first time um, tomorrow, because I'll be going to the game. Um, hopefully around, it depends, it depends. 20, 25 to 20 to 10, probably hopefully I'll go live, but there's a bit of Lee Judgy TV with that before that as well. So um, you'll see me on there as well. But live stories are coming back soon. Um, hopefully I'll have a very special guest coming on. Um, just need to double, double check. And then when the transfer window is done, Hopefully you'll see the, the appearance come on. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, the person's agreed. So um, just need to hit them up and sort out some arrangements. But people, like I say, obliterate the like button. Love to my brothers on the panel. This is weekly surgery. I believe it's episode 14. Um, we are over and out, people, when I can eventually find the intro or the outro. See you soon, people. God bless.